So I want to look this morning at how the Holy Spirit transforms us, transforms our lives, so that we can bring transformation to others. So this is Jesus teaching his disciples about the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, in John chapter 14. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I in, am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So we begin a new series uh, on Sundays and in our small groups called um, Life in the Spirit. It's a Bible Society uh, course, and uh, it, it's really looking at how we can uh, live in the power of the Holy Spirit as Christians. And uh, I want to begin, as we should, with the church vision statement at the beginning of, uh, of the new year. So here it is. We seek to be a Christ-centered, spirit-filled church family of all ages, that reflects the profile of our local community and that brings transformation to our community through what we say, what we do, and through signs and miracles. Um, that's who we are and that's who we long to be. Uh, that's our future that we uh, long to see fulfilled here. We long to see, in line with our vision statement, more children, families, and young people as part of our church family. We, we, at the moment, we don't represent our community profile. We don't. There are far more children, young people, families out there in our community than are represented in our church demographic. So our vision is to see God move in power to help us fulfill the vision, to see more young people, children, and families of all ages and backgrounds. We prayed into this picture a couple of months ago, I think back in November, and uh, God gave us a picture of a giant key. Here it is. And uh, we, were, we, were, we were asking God as a, as a church, what is the key to unlocking growth? If we're to see growth in families and children and young people, what is the key? And God showed us that um, it is seeking more of the power of the Holy Spirit through prayer that we need to uh, seek. And what God was saying to us there was that we ourselves need to be transformed by the Spirit so that we can bring transformation to others. 
If we are not full of joy, full of the power of the spirit, full of life, we will not be an attractive community to those who are not yet part of the church. The world is longing to see a people who are filled with Jesus. Do you agree? And, the, and God uses you and me to be the agents that bring the beauty of Jesus to our friends, family, work colleagues. There is no plan B, okay? So if you're looking for an off-the-shelf product or course that will solve this, I'm here to say there isn't one, but there is a Holy Spirit who fills us and transforms us so that we can be God's agents of transformation. So yes, you and I are part of this vision. In fact, we are integral to this vision. There is no other way that God is going to fulfill this vision than through the power of the Holy Spirit through you and me. Sorry. You can't buy this off the shelf. This is you and me being open to the presence and power and transformation of the Holy Spirit. Don't we want to be a community that is filled with the Spirit that draws people to Jesus? That's the key that unlocks the door. Transformation in us will bring transformation to others. It won't surprise you that um, Christians who are grumpy and lack joy and power and the fruit of the Spirit will not be particularly attractive to people who don't know Jesus. Well, that's news, isn't it? It's not going to work, is it? <laughs> Think about it. What does Jesus say of the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control, gentleness, love, joy. These are deeply attractive fruit, isn't it? This is the sort of fruit that draws people to Jesus. That's who we are to be. We are to be people who reflect the beauty, the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, we're to be more and more like Jesus. That's how we bring transformation. That's God's plan A, by the way. Right? He wants to use me and he wants to use you to touch your friends, neighbors, families, work colleagues with the beauty and character and person and presence and power of Jesus. Hello? So let's get to the context of John 14. Jesus has just told his disciples that he's leaving them. John 13, 33. I will ask the father, sorry, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now where I am going, you cannot come. And that prompts Thomas and the others to go, well, where are you going? Can we come? Jesus says, no, I'm going away. And Thomas wants to know, well, where are you going? He says, you don't need to know. You just need to know that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going back to my Father in heaven to prepare a room for you. That's all you need to know. I'm going ahead of you. I'm preparing a place for you in my Father's house. You don't need to know exactly what it looks like, where it is. You just need to trust me. 
The disciples are naturally fearful and anxious. Jesus has been with them three years, teaching them, guiding them, leading them, demonstrating that he is God's son through miracles. And their hopes for Jesus being the Messiah King, the one who would um, restore God's reign through Israel and overthrow the Romans, you know, must have been shaky for the disciples at this point, right? All of their hopes were beginning to be pinned on, could this be God's son? Could this be the promised Messiah who will restore the kingdom to Israel? And now Jesus says, look, I'm going away, guys, and you can't come with me. I think they'd have been anxious and fearful, don't you? I think they may have been feeling, is he leaving us as orphans, alone and abandoned in the world? Would have they been thinking, perhaps, who's going to help us against the Romans? Who's going to help us against the hostile Jewish religious authorities? Who's going to help us obey these commands he's just given us to love one another and keep his commands? They must have felt abandoned like orphans without parents. Sometimes, as Christians, we can feel a bit like this, anxious and fearful in an insecure, chaotic and anxious world. Um, we, f we may feel like sometimes God has abandoned us. Does he still love us, we ask? We live in a particularly chaotic world at the moment, don't we? A world of strikes, a world of economic insecurity, a world of warfare, a world of injustice. A world that's in meltdown, quite frankly. A world where people are looking for answers, they're looking for meaning and purpose. A world that's really dark. People are without, without hope in your workplace, in your school, in your university. There are people suffering with depression, anxiety, mental health has never been as bad as it is now in our history. For all our progress and technological innovation, we are the most anxious and depressed culture ever. What does that say? It tells you that abandoning God is not good for us as a nation, right? And into anxious people, Jesus makes a wonderful promise. Listen to this, verses 16 and 17. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. Wow. Jesus was with the disciples for three years, but the Holy Spirit comes. He won't just be with us. He will be in us. Do you hear that this morning? God is so close to you. He's not just alongside you. He's in you. Wow. Get a hold of that this morning. You are, you have power living in you. God's power, God's presence. Two names for the Holy Spirit. First, he is another advocate. That's a better translation, by the way, than the uh, counselor translation. And second, he is the spirit of truth. Um, the word for another advocate means another paraclete. Paraclete means one who is called alongside. It's a legal term for someone who helps someone in court, whether as an advocate, a witness, or a representative. 
Now to ground this for you, here's another illustration. Some of you do this, and it's good to do this. If you've got um, an appointment coming up, like a, an appointment, a hospital appointment or something like that, it's good to take somebody with you who can support you in that appointment, right? Who can be there and listen to the doctors and nurses so that it's not just you there taking, trying to take it in, particularly if you're in an emotional state. It's good to have a, an advocate, a representative, another person there to hear what the doctors are saying. And that's what an advocate does. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us. He's like another Jesus who helps us to understand and know Jesus better. And he's called the Spirit of Truth because he helps us to understand and apply the teachings of Jesus. Um, and of course, for the disciples, the, the, the paraclete, the spirit of truth, helped them to write down the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we see the promise of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus ascended back to the Father, and he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And ten days after his ascension, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, 120 of them, as they were gathered in Jerusalem. And they were transformed. Disciples that were afraid and felt orphaned became bold and confident and full of joy and power, didn't they? The Peter, who was afraid of where Jesus was going, was filled with boldness and preached on the day of Pentecost. And, and 3,000 came to faith and were baptized. The Holy Spirit gave the disciples joy and passion and strength to endure imprisonment and flogging as they proclaimed Jesus. He gave them power to perform signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And this is because the Holy Spirit was not just the one who came alongside the disciples to help them and encourage them and strengthen them. He was the one who filled them, who dwelt in them. So that all three members of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Spirit, made their home in the disciples. Think about that for a moment. You have, through the Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Because they are three, and yet they are one, as Mark said. If you don't believe me, look at the text, John 14, 23. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them. And look at this, we will come to them and make our home with them. Isn't that incredible? Just think about that. Our home, the father and the son live in you as a Christian through the Holy Spirit. You have God's stuff, presence substance living in you because the holy spirit is in you wow just get a hold of that for a moment would you the holy spirit is not an it a force he's a person and that person brings father and son into our lives please don't call the holy spirit it because i'll be on you all right, I, I, it really rankles me. He's a person who loves you. 
we're not orphans. We're not abandoned in this world. We're not been left alone to figure it out by ourselves. Listen to John 14, 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Do you know that you are born again into the family of God by the Holy Spirit? You are adopted as a child. You are born again, renewed, made new, new creation. You are a son or a daughter of God the Father through the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? We just want to jump up and down and cheer this stuff. Yeah? The Holy Spirit is God with us and in us. He's the one who comes alongside. He's a replacement Jesus. Jesus has gone away, but God has come alongside us and lives in us and reminds us of all Jesus' teaching and gives us a love and a passion to obey it. Um, if you ever go and see a, a theater production, sometimes the solo performer has a spotlight put on them on the stage, don't they? Um, it's their moment. But do you know what the Holy Spirit does? He spotlights Jesus in our lives. He puts the spotlight on Jesus. The role of the Spirit is to increase our passion, our knowledge, our love for Jesus and the Father. That's what he does. John 16, verse 13. Here it is. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will speak, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Next verse. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. He will glorify Jesus. Do you see that? He spotlights Jesus. He glorifies Jesus. He gives you a greater joy, passion, love, hunger for Jesus. That's what he does. And because he's the spirit of truth, he gives you a hunger and a passion for God's word. Because he's the spirit of truth. He inspired God's word in the Bible. So I'm, I'm coming into land. What's the application for us today? Well, the application today is that God is looking for a people who are confident in Jesus. Today. God is looking for a people who are full of joy in Jesus today. God is looking for a people who are full of passion for Jesus today. God is looking for a people who are filled with the fruit of the Spirit today. God is looking for a people who are so filled with Jesus that they draw people towards Jesus. People who are full of love Joy, peace, kindness, patience, self-control, faithfulness. Have I missed one? Sorry? Gentleness. gentleness. Mustn't miss gentleness. Not one out of the nine, all nine. Because all, all of those are fruit that God wants to grow in us. And they are, those, that fruit is deeply attractive. It's not about us. It's about Jesus powerfully at work in and through us. He's the one who's attractive. The Holy Spirit spotlights Jesus in our lives so that others are drawn to the light of Christ in us. That's how it works.
Anybody got a passion for being more like Jesus this morning? Hands up. Anybody want to be more like Jesus? Good. Well, how are, we, how are we going to become more like Jesus then? You tell me. From what you've just heard, how are we going to become more like Jesus? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is the one who makes Jesus known to us, real to us, if the Holy Spirit is the one who grows the fruit of what Jesus looks like in us, don't all of us need more of the Spirit to be more like Jesus? Hello? I'm keeping this really simple, because at one level it is. There isn't one single person in this room who doesn't need more of the Holy Spirit to make them more like Jesus. Not one. So we're all in this together, right? We have a loving father in heaven who loves to give good gifts to his children, don't we? Doesn't Luke say that he loves to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit? Isn't that what Luke says? Why? So that we can be more like Jesus. So that we can draw others to Jesus. I want to be the sort of church or part of the church, and I want to be like this, who just exude the love and joy and character of Jesus. The sort of church that people want to join because they see Jesus in me and working among us. Is that your heart vision? Is that a good thing? Yeah. I think you're with me this morning. I can sense the room. I can sense there's a rising hunger and thirst for more of the power and passion and love of Jesus in the room this morning. It's going to come from being filled with the Spirit, isn't it? Are we open to being filled with the Spirit? That's good. Well, let's stand. Let's wait on God. Holy Spirit, we come to you at the beginning of this year. We are hungry and thirsty for more of your presence and power in our lives. We want to be more like Jesus. We want to display more fruit of the Spirit. We want to be so full of the fullness of Jesus that people see him in us and are drawn to Jesus through us, through our words, through sharing him, through our character and actions. We want to be those, we want to be like a magnet for Jesus. We want to be contagious Christians who spread the love and fragrance and beauty and light of Jesus everywhere we go. Just as a bridegroom talks with love and admiration of his new bride, Lord, we want to speak of Jesus with, with pride and with joy and with love. Help us to do that. Give us, Holy Spirit, a boldness to speak about Jesus, the one that we love. Forgive us, Lord, when we are embarrassed to share you with others. When, our, when fear, reserve gets in the way, Lord, have mercy on us in our sin. I just pray now, um, just ask the Spirit to fill you now, to make you more like Jesus, to give you his beauty, to give you his fruit, to give you his boldness, to give you his character. Just in the silence, 
I just want to invite you to ask God, the Father, to fill you with more of the Spirit. And if there are things in your life that might be a barrier to that, if there are sins, if in the past you've been reluctant to be filled with the Spirit for whatever reason, just bring that to God and say sorry for it and ask for forgiveness. Just come hungry and thirsty for more of God. Let's do business with God in the quietness. Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you here. You are welcome. Fill us afresh. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Fill us again.